Revital Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. This is one of our favorite episodes of the month, the random episode. And hopefully today we can keep Ceci from talking about food, but we can make zero promises. <laughs> but this is episode 157, our June random episode, where we talk about everything and anything that comes to mind that we've experienced in the last month or things that we have just remembered and we want to bring to the table today. So with that, I also want to pre- <laughs> Emptively, so these are preemptively apologize for my heavy breathing and my occasional like <clears throat> coughing because this pregnant woman is already reaching the point of no return where this baby needs to come out, y'all. So without further ado, como están, Irene y Ceci? Como se encuentran? Bien, you probably, you guys probably will um, not hear from food uh, this time around. I'm not, I, my taste buds are whack. Todavía ando con el freaking COVID que no se me va de mi sistema. So, a veces I can taste the food y a veces como que no. So, yeah, I'm not, cra I'm not craving anything special these days. I'm good, too. Chilling. It's a beautiful day. It's been a beautiful week. The weather is on point. The weather's been nice. Yeah, it hasn't been too, too hot. But the summer, you can feel it's here, right? Que ya llegó the first day of summer. El día de San Juan. Usually, remember... Summer starting el día de San Juan, which is June 24th. But this time they're like, oh, winter solstice. No, summer solstice started June 23rd, 22nd or something like that, earlier on? 21st. It was 21st. 21st. We, yes, a we actually got here in the city. We actually got a summer day that day. Um, it was nice. That was, the, I think I told you guys, I went, went to go try to like do a jog, según yo, um, on the beach. Um, it, it was super crowded. Aquí cerca de donde... Donde vivimos, super crowded. On the, as de cuenta que we, they were, you know, we were at a beach in Mexico, like super crowded. Be, uh, mujeres en su bikini, like thong bikini. Um, yeah, they were all all out. So we actually did have a um, um, a summer day. Um, and speaking of el día de San Juan, you me acordaste de algo. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but I don't I don't know if it's just one of those like mom tales. Um, but supposedly on june 24th the de san juan if you get a haircut then your hair grows out so every year on june 24th the de san juan my mom will call me or text me like hey don't forget to trim the girl's hair a little bit para que les crezca. so that's what i did yesterday i totally forgot to do that my hair's been so dry look you guys you guys like we can see each other like everything my curls no matter what i put in them by day two after i put the product it's like seco so I'm like, there you go. Thanks. Uh, ¿Cómo se llaman? Prenatals. You guys are not really working this time around. I'm so mad. Pero como dicen, baby girls take all your beauty, right? So I'm That's sorry. Right. That That's right. That's right. I look like Shrek right now. <laughs> the baby girl's going to have this like beautiful, luscious hair when she comes yeah. out. Like, a girl's going to be like, That's why it was dry. So talking about old wives' tales, which is also ra a random thing to talk about right now. It's the, and my last ultrasound, I think I, did I share this with you girls that the ultra, the tech finally was like a Latina tech. And she was like, oh my God, girl, has anyone told you how hairy your daughter is? And I go, hold on, <laughs> like peluda all over the place or like just peluda que tiene mucho pelo en su cabeza. And she's like, no, 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 her head. And she showed it, like she pointed out to me the little, like it looked like she had a halo around her head. 
And she's like, you see all these little lines sticking up like this? She's like, that is her hair. And it was jam packed, y'all. Like, I'm like, it's like, oh, immediately I go, ay, con razón tenía tantas agruras. And she starts laughing. She's like, that's just an old wife's tale. I'm like, well, now I believe them because <laughs> from the get, I felt like, uh, uh, I see like, aquí sentía el reflex, you know, just terrible. So I was like, ay, me va a salir. And I told Otto, and Otto goes, finally, we're having a little Mexican baby. <laughs> Because he says Mexican girls are the hairiest. Really? Yes, he'll know. But but I started, started thinking about it. I'm like, I know a lot of Mexicans that have the little peludos, bra, like bras. I'm <laughs> combining brazos and arms. Brams. Oh. Their arms. Oh, peludos. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't a hairy one. But hopefully my kids aren't hairy. But talking about hair, Galilea noticed that she's getting hair in her legs. And she goes, mami, mami, mira. I'm like, ¿qué pasó? She's like, tengo pelos en mi piernas, me están saliendo pelitos. Me estoy poniendo como papá. <laughs> so I told her, no, you won't be like dad, but you're going to have some pelitos. It's necessary. So it's, that was trippy. Have your girls ever, like, I mean, you have an older one. Uh, Ceci, did your girls, I mean, did your girls ever talk about, like, mira, mami, the changes that they were going through physically, and little things they noticed? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I just taught Sophie had to shave, like, last month, maybe... Like two months ago it was awesome she's the cutest little thing but she has a lot of pelitos on her she was born hairy speaking of which so she's half mexican so Otto got it half right like she's she had a lot of hair on her head she had a lot of hair on her body she always has had a lot of hair like on her arms and her legs so um taught her how to shave got her own little products one of you may have said this or someone may have said this on the podcast to so like make it special i think that'll said this when you're going to go through stuff like your period get them a little like recovery basket with like teas and stuff my daughter hasn't done that yet but i want to when she gets her period but i did make it special when i taught her how to shave i got her a little pink razors and like super cute like um shaving cream of course she used like all of it it's like a game and it's a toy when they're 11 but i was like okay and it was two of them and she used them all it was like super fun it smelled really good gave her her own little basket but it was really sweet meadow and um the other day i needed a razor i usually take diego's with me because he has like the dollar shave club really dope razors but i was like i'm not gonna leave diego without a razor so like sophie can i borrow one of your razors sure so it felt kind of sweet she has her own that's so cute that's cute las mias i think one of the yeah one of them was asking recently about the razor and why was it in the shower and i was like okay because mommy you know needs to shave her legs and whatnot y luego este, they said oh well who's gonna shave my legs you know when i need to shave them and how am i gonna know como no you know how am i not gonna cut myself y le dije, no te preocupes, ya cuando estés en edad, you know i'll show you how to do it and that way you you know you know you'll learn how to do it and not not to cut yourself but oh yeah it's funny that they've they've noticed and what is that for and how do you use it, you know? So, yeah, yeah, their little minds, yeah, están pensando en eso. It's so funny because little girls also get curious, and it's just, <clears throat> I'm sure we asked our, our moms that, like, esto y el otro, but I remember when it came to shaving, um, I was doing, like, this summer school at our school, the MTRC, making the right connections. So they would, like, take us on a Friday field trips and all that stuff, but the people that were, that would work the program, the camp counselors, you could say, were, teens from the church so these were teens that we would see all the time and there was one in particular because i'm about adam adam and he was like the cutie of the group right and you know you know how mexicans are in the green eyes and all that shit so i had the and he was just like super sweet guy like he was just a super sweet guy and i'm sure he would give me attention because he's a camp counselor he's gonna give me attention because he wants to make sure that he interacts with the kids but I just felt like, oh my God, me gusta este muchacho. Like, I think he's so cute and he gives me attention. 
And these are little things your mind's going through at like nine, 10, 11 years old. You're just like, oh my God, boys, right? <laughs> so I remember he said something like, oh, you have some little hair on your knees. That's all he said. I went home and I was like, oh my God, I need to shave my legs. Of course, I didn't tell my mom anything. I didn't ask for guidance with my sister. Like, I was just like, I, I know my sister has razors. I'm going to just go in the shower and just shave my legs like normal. No les voy a preguntar a nadie because I don't want them to think anything. And I went in and I remember shaving my knees, not like my whole leg. <laughs> I remember like just shaving my knees. Y me corté. So then here I go ask my mom for a band-aid. She's like, pues, ¿qué pasó? Like, ah, es que me lastimé en el baño. Like, she, she was probably like, I know what you were doing, you know. But never was I like, oh, mom, so should I shave my legs? Should I not? And I've never really been hairy, but I avoid con la vergüenza because a guy, the cute guy in the camp that's a camp counselor, mentioned I happened to have some pelitos on my knee, you know? So anyway, that was my first time shaving. I did cut my knee, and then I went back the next day, and he saw the Band-Aid, and he's like, Vero, Vero, what happened to your knee? Oh, you know, it's because... um." I cut myself shaving because I'm like, you know, older and stuff. And he's just like, did you shave because I mentioned something? So he asked me, you know, and I was like, no, I shave all the time. And he's like, Veronica, he goes, Vero, you should never shave just because someone said anything. You should never do anything because someone says that, you know, mentions anything. I didn't make it in reference for you to have to shave. So I apologize if I made you feel any way. And it was the cutest thing because I'm like, why would this kid after, you know, when you're older, you're like, damn, that guy did not have to apologize to me. He didn't have to set me straight or or give me a lesson, you know, to learn from. But he was like, you do you. Like, you don't worry about what men have to say. If you like, you know, if that's something like that, you shouldn't have taken it that way. And I apologize if I made you feel that way. And I thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah, later that I'm like, of course, I was embarrassed in that moment. Mm -hmm. But later on, I was like, that was super cool of that guy. You know, was so he older you than you? Yeah, he was like the older teenager. So I was, I was what, maybe 10, 11 years old. And he was like 16, 17. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, so they were the, the little camp leaders. And I've never seen Adam again. So wherever you are, Adam, thank you. Hopefully you're still a good guy and treating people right. But yeah, it was really, really cool that at least he was like, girl, let me tell you what's up. You know? That's cool. Props to when Adam. I taught Sophie how to shave, it was, I had already mentioned it before. And it was all casual. I think I told you guys the story. I was like half naked in the shower. And I was like, oh, if you ever want to shave, there's razors here. Like, I'm always trying to make it casual. But then a couple weeks later, I think Noah or someone made fun of her hairy legs. And it hurt her feelings or whatever. And I was like, remember, if it matters to you, like, you could always, you know, shave it. But then Diego was like, wait, 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 wait. We don't want her to understand that, like, she'd have changed herself because someone made her feel bad and how she felt. I can't just run to changing something. You know, someone says, I don't like your dark hair. She's not going to raise or blade all the hair off and make it blonde, you know. So we had to have that talk, too. I was like, no, this is coincidental. Like, I was going to teach her. We had already broached the subject, and I found the opportunity to teach her now. But we also kind of had that Adam conversation in a way where we can't just change for other people. Like, shaving is a personal preference. You also don't need to shave. You can shave at different ages. But Diego was very adamant about her understanding that, Someone may comment on something on your body. They might not like a mole on your face. You can't take that mole off your face. Like you have to embrace yourself as you are. Some things can't be removed, you know, cut or shaved or whatever. So that was kind of cool that that kid knew that, he, that he was able to like even have the tough skin to tell you better. Like, I hope you didn't do it because I said to, you know, that I, that I mentioned that you had hair there. Like do it because you want to. I think it's really important. So true. For our kids. Yeah. But I'm thinking, I'm like, that's great that he told me that. And then that's great that there's parents like you and, and Diego. 
that take it as a teachable moment, right? Like, I just felt embarrassed asking my mom. She's going to be like, Esa cabrona ya de 11 años que andar de piruja. You know, like, because obviously, I mean, she wouldn't call me that, but she would be like, why are you trying to do this, you know? And I think that with obviously every generation, we're trying to do things better. We want to make sure we communicate with our kids. We want to have that open conversation about like, hey, this is life. And this is where, as you grow up, this is where things are headed in a sense, right? And what to expect. So I think it's very awesome that in this case, that guy said something. And in this case, I mean, you and Diego were able to speak to your daughter and be like, hey, don't feel embarrassed. Don't feel ashamed. Like, you, you can't. This is who you are. And embrace it, you know? And when the time's right, it's like makeup with kids. Pero sea, ¿qué vas a decir? I was going to say, yeah. I mean, we now have the resources um, to teach our kids. Just the other day, um, Luis got, bought this book about how to talk to your kids about pornography. Like, if they ever see it. Um, and it's it's like you know different age appropriate. So he she, he sat down with the girls and talked to them about you know if they ever see something like that to tell an adult uh, it's not their fault. And I was like, wow, you know, there's that how cool that there's the, these books. And and I was like telling him, I'm like, my parents never sat me down to talk to me about porn and what that meant. And, you know, that it wasn't okay. I'm like, in fact, I'm like, I don't think, I, I'm like, I think the, the first time I ever saw porn was in college with Vero <laughs> at Fountain Blue. Oh, oh my God. Vero. Yes. Thanks a lot, <laughs> yeah. you, were that, and you were that friend, Vero. She was that friend. No. And, and he was asking me like, so what, why did you guys watch it? I'm like, I think we were curious and we wanted to see what it was about. And, and, um, And he's like, well, what did you guys think? I'm like, I don't know. I just remember us being so super, super giggly and just like, you know, we watched it. It was like Vero there. I think he said in Cynthia too. That's like the people that I remember. And our my there. roommate who lived oh, with yes. Cynthia. Yeah. It was her porn tape. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so she's like, do you guys want to porn? And we're like, uh, I don't know. We all looked at each other like, oh, shit. Do we want to do this? <laughs> But also remember back in the day, it was like harder to watch porn. Like she yeah. just said tape, like old school people. Yeah. So you putting tape in. Like this generation listening is like, what the hell's a tape? Like yeah people had to go like rent movies like you used to mm. borrow mm. you didn't just have it and google it and look it up yeah. on your computer now poor yeah. kids open up youtube and it's like a naked mini mirror <laughs> disgusting yeah it could be yeah. anything but i remember how confused like um <laughs> cynthia was about <laughs> oh cynthia was, it was cynthia oh he came he came from where where did he go where did he come from <laughs> and we're like yeah you know he came and she was like what i don't get it how did he come he was right there the whole time <laughs> And we're just like, never mind, Cynthia. So we had to explain that part of it to her. Well, mostly, I mean, some of us kind of knew what it was, right? Or knew what it was. Yeah. But like she had to go, we had to go into deeper conversation with Cynthia. Like, oh no, it just means this when the man does releases or whatever, or ejaculates. Wasn't was it? Like, Oh. wasn't it a black guy i kind of remember it being a black guy yeah, for some reason. Like, yeah. it was like ew it was like cottage cheese it was a gross it was like oh my uh, God. So see, anyway. i kind of remember you know you remember girl i know i was like okay let me make sure like is that how i remember it in my head uh -huh. for some it was, reason? It was like, like a okay, black dude right, that's right that's right <laughs> So we're like, yep, we watched uh, porn yeah, it was yeah. cool yeah we, we know everything now yeah but yeah. that is so trippy yeah i think that Even the sex conversation or the pornography conversation, it's an important one to have because even like I already mentioned, like you open up your computer, your phone, like, you know, kids have phones at such an early age. And um, when we, instead of, a you know, talking to our parents about sex, they go to pornography. And the thing is that pornography isn't real life stuff. Like this is, you know, I guess its own form of art that it's not related to what sex really is in real life and what, how you engage 
in sex usually, right? So for kids to go there and try to learn about, you know, what to do with my body when I'm intimate with a partner with losing my virginity or, or continue just to learn. Um, it's kind of hard to like really make that. It's such a realistic thing because it's not. So it's important that we do have those conversations. So props to Louise for being brave and, and being like, Hey, I'm gonna take, not because I'm the dad, I'm not, I'm not gonna leave it up to Ceci to figure this out. I'm gonna take an active, I'm gonna be an active participant in this and let the girls know. You know? No, eso me gustó. I was like, a ver este libro, I'm like, you know, because I heard, I heard them having the conversation and I was like, oh, wow, you know, like, thank you for, you know, for doing this and getting this book and for us to start having those conversations because, if you know, they're going to go into kindergarten and then se juntan con sus primos and, you know, like you guys were saying, like, every now kids have it so easy and they could just go on YouTube y bien fácilmente, so mejor, you know, que, que sepan, like, if you guys ever see that by accident or whatever, just let us know. I think once my Noah, he was young, he like him or his older cousins or somebody looked up on his iPad like woman and butt and all of these terrible images came up and that was just there and he didn't bother to hide it, you know, like opens another tab and then like Diego found it, Diego had a conversation with him and I felt like it went all over his head, like that he didn't even realize, you know, maybe it was a dare, who knows the story, he didn't see it, the severity of it, he was much younger, but Diego and I were like shocked by the image that came up. So it actually is sad that like the kids have access to stuff that nowadays, like you don't know what's going to come up. It was like super bare booties and like thongs and like very, very like rap music. We grew up listening to kind of videos, kind of images came up on, on Google and it just got, it's just really scary that they could look at this stuff and it's happening. And then I have a, the other school of thought of like parents that think their kids are not going to see that stuff and they're going to protect them and they're not going to know. And that part I think is foolish. We can all disagree and not see the same viewpoint, but I think there are some people that think that if they shelter their kids, their kids are not going to be touched by things. And it's like, you can only do so much sheltering. Like you can only, yes, kids know what racist words are. And yes, they're going to see inappropriate content. Like they may be, I remember once my kids were super little and we were in Las Vegas and suddenly this big old driving billboard comes by and it's like all these naked women on it i mean like super mad and appropriate like your kids are gonna see things and they're gonna are all awkward like oh my god like look at this like half naked like thunder <laughs> down under action but women and our, our our three little kids just looking at it like we were the people that we had to read the book about we were just those people we were just those people because we were at <laughs> vegas with the kids right yeah, you don't need to be those people you don't mean to. And I'm like, oh, here we are with our kids on vacation. Here's this big old billboard at the Luxor where we're staying. And it's like the dancers, right? And they're on their gold bikinis and different body shapes and todo esto. Y Galilea, mira las princesas. So that's <laughs> like, really sweet. Mira that's las right. muchachas. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, oh, sí, She's like, kids. mommy, yo no he visto estas princesas en Disney. Oh, I know. Wow, esa princesa porque no tiene ropa. Le falta la ropa a la princesa. So I think the sheltered parent that thinks their kid's not going to see it, you are going to walk into it in Vegas. You yes. don't realize. You You are, you are, you don't even think about these things. I was like, es que tiene mucho calor aquí en Las Vegas, Nevadas. <laughs> en Las Vegas, Nevadas, hace mucho calor, por eso andan vestidas así las princesas, no se preocupen, you know? But it's so trippy, like the kind of things that just happen and come up. So has anything unique happened to any of you or anything that uh, you've been wanting or dying to share with everyone in the last couple of weeks? ¿Qué les ha pasado? Speaking of bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bikinis, I me puse hace rato finally to clean my closet. Estaba en desmadre, todo aventado, todo just gross. And I'm like, you know what? Tengo energía. Let me do it. I had put it. I had put it on my to do list for this week. I'm like, I who cares when? But as long as it happens by the end of the weekend, it's gonna happen. So ahora con you know me puse a limpiar y todo eso. And then I took out um this bag that I have a bunch of 
bathing suits and bikinis. I was like, ay, ya, voy a empezar a regalar a bunch of them, including, uh, like, a black knitted thong bikini that I got in Brazil, like, freaking ages oh, ago. Forever. I still have it. I'm like, fuck, what about your todavía eso? Yeah. I still have it. No, nunca amazing. me lo he puesto otra vez, pero I have Use it. that one for the bedroom. Use I that one for the bedroom. <laughs> it's, it's uncomfortable. Amazing. Oh, then. But, I mean, you're going to take it off quickly anyway eso for the bedroom. Sí, eso sí, yeah. eso sí. No, so, stop yeah. hoarding it. Buy a new one. Ya, pásenme que animales están a meter la cola. Mejor no, tira la fregada. Sí, 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 sí. Yeah, like my mom was a hoarder. She still is. And it's like, uh, sometimes I look at my garage and I'm like, oh, I hate it. Like, I like that yes. I did that year of traveling. I threw everything away. And now we're back to feeling like there's stuff everywhere. Like, how pretty are those birds? Is that my house? Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah. I know, I just realized when I... They're like right here at my window. I'm like Cinderella, y'all. Like, like, <laughs> like, girl, you ain't no harder. You got this. They oh, like this good. conversation. They're like, tanga, tanga, tanga. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but uh, what was I saying before my birds really interrupting me? Be your garage. Oh, the hoarder. I, I hate that. Like, I can't stand hoarding. Like, I can't stand when you just like clean your closet. I like immediately looked, looked over at mine. I was like, what can I throw away or donate? Because it's like ridiculous. Me choca. Me choca. Oh, she's showing us. Andale. I wish we had a YouTube podcast. She's showing us her tanguita. Andale. Muchas cosas tiene allí. ¿Qué más tienes? ¿Qué más tienes? Um, I'm addicted to those kind of shows like the home edit and the um, find joy, finding joy with Marie Kondo. Yeah. People that like minimize like their closets and stuff and like their pantries. That shit is like beautiful. When you can be minimalist. Look at, look at these things. I She's did like, that. I, I did that because I have it, it in, uh, I have my stuff somewhat color coordinated and it's, and then it was like semi-organizado and so I did more of that today. I'm like, okay. And then getting rid of stuff. I'm like, yes, I got rid of this stuff. So I, I did that and I learned that from Marie Kondo también. Mmm, Irene just got a special delivery of some vinito and a besito. Thank you, besito, Diego. Ese Diego y, y tú, Irene, se ponen más, más fine, like wine, con los sí. con el tiempo. Oh, I was so just, sweet. yeah, I was just they watching do. a video of us sharing a fishbowl at the Hermosa Beach, not Hermosa, we're in Manhattan Beach, um, Sharkies. And it's you, Brittany, Diego, este, Edson. And Ofe and myself were sharing. It, I think it was for Diego's birthday. We had it was we so got two panchos, fun. and then we went across the street yes, and had some drinks. That was so fun, though. But I was just watching that video, and like I'm like, oh my god, Irene and Diego look like babies. And then I just saw him bring you that wine. I'm like, oh my god, you guys are like looking fabulous as a couple. So, You're so sweet. congratulations. I love that. Thank you. We're it trying our best. He, you know, wine. Wine keeps us young. No, mm -hmm. <laughs> Cheers. So I went ahead and Googled Cheers. women in butt. So just oh. like, can I do you know what gross? Look Isn't, at it that. gross? Isn't it gross? So the first image that pops up is like, Binchy, Kim Kardashian's, remember, oily butt right there? That's oh, yeah. appropriate. Look at the one with yeah. the hands on the thong. Hell no. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, I would have freaked out. Like, the fudge. The fudge. <laughs> I know, and who knows? So Maybe the big brother looked it up on his iPad. Who knows what happened? But we had to have the conversation with him, and then you feel like innocence is lost and gone. And I'm like, why can't we just have real people problems like hoarding and drinking too much wine? Why we got to talk about women and asses on Google <laughs> and birds in our windows? Why can't it all be Disney uh, movies? I remember when someone, I was in like in fifth grade when someone called me a whore. And then I, but <clears throat> mind you, I didn't know what whore meant, right? I thought she called me a horse. And I go, your mom's a horse. So of course you got my oh wow wow <laughs> your oh, mom's wow. a horse your mom's a horse and then later on i had to ask i was like who do i talk to in that yep <laughs> there goes kimmy kim kim with a shiny oily butt 
Um, and I had to ask, I'm like, I knew what, like kind of knew what bitch was, right? Because everyone was using the word bitch is in the quantum, yeah. But I was like, I have no idea what a whore is. So I remember who called me. That was Everika. Everika called me a whore. Everika? Yeah, because I, I mean, I grew up in Watts. I went to an elementary school with, you know, it was mostly yeah, yeah, yeah. black and brown kids. Oh, sí, cierto, so sí. Everika was a year younger than me and she called me a whore. And I was like, horse? I'm like, you dumb. Your mom's a horse. So she got mad because I, she thought I said her mom was a whore. So then I had to talk to, you know, I think they called us into the office because they're like, oh, they're saying bad words, whatever, at a Catholic school. But they're like, why are you guys using these words? I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I'm like, did she call, did she call me a horse? They're like, mm. and obviously when a Catholic school, so the la direct, la principal, the principal was a nun. So she didn't want to be like, well, the whore is, right? And she was like, no, the word she used was not horse. But that word should not be used in the playground. That, you, that should not be used in your classroom. It should not be used at home. So please stop talking. Stop using that word. So she realized I had no idea what it meant. So a mí no me castigo. She was like, go back to your classroom. Do not use that word ever again. Yeah, ya se la castigaron. But I'm like, the things that you learn sin querer queriendo, that you're like, well, how did a, a kid a year younger than me even know what that word meant or when to use it, you know? So I was a little... Um, appalled that I learned it in like the fifth grade. But after that, I was like, oh, I guess I know a new word in my repertoire to insult people. <laughs> it's so but. sad, actually, that we get corrupted without realizing it. I think it's also an inner city thing, Fedo. Like you grew up in Watts, you grew up in Inglewood. I think we grew up really fast. I, we knew words and said words that were just not appropriate really young. And I'd like to think that. Maybe it's not true. Now I'm the sheltered mom that thinks that the kids in the suburbs don't use the words. But I at least don't hear it as much like when I'm at the schools. But I remember like we had really bad mouths growing up. And I'm, I was one of those kids. I got, you era malablada. My, my siblings were all malablados. My big brother especially like loved really inappropriate music. So he talked like that. My dad era malablado. Like, so we were those bad kids, like teaching kids bad words. And my I was probably the one calling somebody a whore. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but probably like that's freaking sad. And I can't imagine like my kids talking to each other like that. But eramos malablados. It's just like what we saw and we thought it was cool. At least in my case. I think for me, like, I remember listening to, well, we moved to Watts, like, 84. I turned two in Watts. But then, like, we grew up in, you know, like, the there was a lot of crackheads. There was a lot of people, like, roaming the streets late at night, you know, knocking on your doors and, like, give me a taco, you know, like. And these are people that are just high off their mind, you know. <laughs> like, I remember hearing the first time someone saying, motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. So you know, pensaba, I didn't think anything bad of it. I just thought it was a regular word. So I started saying motherfucker until at school, they were like, you can't use that word, kid. And I was like, okay. But you would hear the, you know, the bums and the crackheads like roaming the streets late at night asking for a motherfucking taco. So I just thought it was hilarious. And I'm like, that's how I learned the word, you know? My mom one time was like, they came up to the door. And it's when we first moved in. We didn't have a gate yet or anything. But my mom was like... Um, one of the bums came up and she's like, she's like, hey, hey, no, motherfucker, me boom, boom, you. Instead of saying, I'm going to shoot you, get off my property. She was like, me boom, boom, you, motherfucker. So the bum like left. But I think it's like so funny because my mom spoke no English. Here she is surrounded in this community of like people that really don't speak Spanish. She's like, como le voy a decir a ese cabrón que se vaya de mi propiedad? And it's like, I still make fun of her. I'm like, mami, andale con cuidado porque no, si no, yo pum pum you. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> da vergüenza, you know, but 
it's just trippy man. my mom was the same way like she didn't like the bad music we listened to and it was funny because my brother would shower like blazing loud music with bad words and my mom ustedes siempre con esta música motherfucker this motherfucker that siempre con esta música motherfucker and she would find her way of saying those words and um I thought it was real funny that she would repeat them, but she wanted to make her point. Like, that's not, I know that's a bad word. And you said this con su musica or whatever, but it was really sweet that she tried, just like your mom, Vero. Like, I boom, boom, you, or motherfucker this, motherfucker that. Like, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, all those songs. I mean, Two Life Crew and WA, you know, like you had them all coming up with these songs. And I'm thinking of Two Life Crew too. when you say that. Or who are the ones that sang, um, My Mind is Playing Tricks on Me? That's genuine. Ghetto Boys. Ghetto Boys. My brother listened yeah. to like them, Cypress Hill. He listened to NWA, like pretty wholesome stuff growing up. <laughs> yeah. But Two Life Crew was like the first one to come out with like the naked girls and the oily and all that stuff. Like not naked, the the showing the body. So like Two Life Crew was like legit, you know? Um, so all of those songs, I remember like the song that I mean, like the real hood songs, like the ghetto. My mom thought it's a taquero. So she was like, esa canción del taquero ya me cansó, cámbiale, you know, like things like that. But our moms don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll better know now. But I feel yeah. like obviously hip hop and rap have changed significantly. I think even like the music that's out there, it's, you know, it's like now trap and it's, you know, kind of like the mumbled words and you just to have some rap artists like, you know, Kendrick Lamar. And it's some people like, I remember when Jay-Z came out, they're like, he's a soft rapper. He's, you know, he raps soft. But I was like, I think he's pretty hardcore, but you know, but the todo eyes, I think now we're going to be a little more educated. Cause I feel like with us, we listen to like what our siblings grew up with and what coming out now, right? We're like, oh yeah, we're all up on bad bunnies, you know, bad bunnies, you know? So we're like on it, listening to all kinds of stuff. But like you talk to young kids and they're like, oh, who is, um, who is Drake? And they're but we listen to Drake. We feel like okay, that's the decent rapper, but they don't listen to that. They're like Jack Harlow to them is like the rapper. They might know Snoop, but it's not the same. So I think vamos, we're gonna be a little more up to speed. Yo con yo con la nueva like the new what is it? what it's like what's the la música que canta Bad Bunny like reggaeton o que es like nuevo reggaeton verdad? Is uh, Latino trap. Ah, okay, okay. Well, I feel, and I don't know, this is me just being older, but I feel like I me gusta, you know, the, the rhythm and the music and whatnot. But then I, when I listen to the lyrics, I'm like, esto es puro de que te como, yo, yo te como, tú me comes, to, you know, toda la noche. And I'm like, todas las canciones, they talk about that. Like, todas. I'm like, maybe that's just me that I'm older. And that's what, you know. <laughs> no, I agree. Then, like, Bad Bunny, like, a lot of the lyrics is like, yeah, mojadita and sí. te la meto y a todas sí. las cosas. It's very Because very now cool. we're old enough to listen to lyrics. Before we're yeah. just listening to the, to the music. We're just listening to the music. And there's times where I'm like, oh my God, did it just say that? I've been singing this for so long. I didn't realize it said this. But I story. But now we listen, we pay attention to the words. And before it's more like, oh, I'm just listening to the music and jamming, you know, no big deal. Y todo eso. So. Yeah, El chavo that called uh, Bad Bunny Pito Facil <laughs> on Instagram. Yo no veo que tú estés posteando lunes y a tu chava. That was funny. Yeah. No que no. Andale. But I think that's why their relationship is going to last. Porque dice que le gustan las Gabrielas. So. Ahí está la Gaby. Yo ni sabía que tenía novia. Por el profile, ¿verdad? Por su IG. Sí. She's really pretty. She yeah. posts him on her profile. I think she's so pretty. She's really Is, natural pretty. 
has he been with her for a long time? I think it's oh. like four years. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So then I kind of remember. I remember when he came out with um, the song de Yo Perreo Sola, uh, when he was dressed as a woman, and then he, mm -hmm. when they were showing clips of like during the the recording that he sees his girlfriend, he dressed as a woman. He goes up to her and like just starts making out with her. Did you guys see that one? Okay, entonces me acuerdo de la novia. Ah, uh, Titi me preguntó. She's the bride in that video. So oh. I had I had seen this thing about this new video. It's like oh, him and his real life girlfriend get married at the end of the video and it's actually kind of sweet because the song is all about him not getting married and not settling down oh. and having a lot of girls and he gets kidnapped in that video mm -hmm. and he gets changed in the car and he ends up at a wedding and getting married and, like this angel falls from the sky and it's his actual girlfriend it's really oh. sweet like them getting married okay man if this was a real wedding and like they would have duped all of us like it was a beautiful wedding like that oh. ending scene so yeah. then i fell down that rabbit hole like i had learned about her before but i wanted to learn more about it like man they've been together a while how many years but i think it's sweet like he has nods to her Mm -hmm. that people would miss you know people would yeah. miss that's his actual girlfriend so just because he doesn't post on her on instagram like there's so many areas and like yeah. that's his girlfriend there with him it's really sweet yeah i remember like going down a rabbit hole about him and her throughout the pandemic because there was the the picture that they took of her in that little car they were on somewhere in puerto rico and then in the carrito and her hand shows like an engagement ring and as soon as i saw that i was like Oh my God, Bad Bunny and Gabriela are engaged. And I remember going through this whole like rabbit hole of like, who is this, you know, like for real, for real. But they like were in quarantine together throughout the whole time. People thought they broke up after. But I thought he was with like Rosalia, all that stuff. But, you know, todo eso, todo eso es un, un juego de la, de la farándula. Tienen que encontrar maneras. Yo, yo I, I went down that rabbit hole a little bit with, um, con la Carol G, su ex, Anuel. I'm like, oh, yo ni sabía quién era la Anuel, pero aquí estoy yo leyendo que qué pasó, and that they were like, you know, se estaban aventando indirectas during their songs, and then he ends up with that other chick, and I'm like, ¿quién es esta? Y también eso, I'm like, I mean, no sé mucho, pero I'm like, me, me puse también un día a ver, I'm like, oh, shit, you know, shit went down. <laughs> That's when you realize that breakups are sometimes good, you know? Yeah. Um, what I was reading recently about breakups and like usually women in breakups go and learn about themselves and they try to delve into who they are, who they want to be. You know, they just got out of a relationship. And we've talked about this before on the podcast that I feel that women really just go 100% into relationships, leave friendships out of there. Like you don't, you know, con las comadres no las ves, no se ven. It's all about you and your mans. And I feel that now I was reading this article and it says like women tend to really delve into do the changes, do work on themselves to find that next partner when they do have time for that, that it's not just that they make a way of figuring out who they are so they can know how to invest themselves into this relationship. And men don't. Men just go from partner to partner. And they're like, in this case, like men are not really healing. They're not really growing. They're just taking up that time that was before given by somebody else with this new person and instead of really working on themselves. So the if, breakups benefit women the most, but at the same, like, but it sucks because women are, here's these awesome women that have worked on themselves getting together with these men that are just like onto the next, onto the next to not deal with the healing and all of this emotional stuff, which I found very interesting. So on that, as I was saying, like Carol G, I feel like really learned a lot from this relationship with Anuel, you know? And because um, they got engaged towards the end and they ended up breaking up and she's like giving her soul to her music and like really dedicándose a todo and like doing all these great things. And I'm like, good for her. And Anuel seems to just be stuck in like limbo with like this new chick. You know, I don't know her, but 
props to Carol G because she seems like she grew from that relationship significantly. Even you're singing Bad Bunny music to myself since we brought up Bad Bunny. ¿Cuál canción? ¿Cuál canción? Titi me preguntó, because I was thinking about that video. Yeah. And I'm like trying to remember the, the order of the names. My Sophie's in that one. Oh, When yeah. He says, me gustan las Sofías. So we got all into that song because we wanted yeah. to That's jam good. out when we hear her name. Nicola was like, when is he going to say Vero? But then he said, you know, es una mexicana que hasta ni sabía. I'm like, I know, you always forget about me. So it's totally fine. <laughs> I like yeah, how he says que las de PR todas son suyas. Because isn't he from the PR? Puerto Rico. He's from, he's uh -huh. Puerto Rico, right? So oh. that was cute. Y las de PR que todas son mías. Like, that's that's his country. Like, I'm sure they all, he has to say all of them in some way. It's really sweet. I really like how he said, like, it's an album para Puerto Rico. And because every song, like, you're like, oh, I get the sense of it. Like, the, my favorite is la de, well, it goes to Mambo, pero la de, ¿cómo va? Después de la playa. Like, what do we do, right? Oh, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. But it reminded me, like, I had in the text when we were, like, sharing on the Guilfree Squad chat about, like, you know, helping the homegirl do her playlist for summer. And we're like, add these songs, add these songs. But that song, I'm like, it's Mambo. But no, it reminded me, like, being in Cuba when I got to go and, like, ending up by the by the water at a local like talent show on a friday night and like the community just there doing their songs and me recordó mucho like when he transitioned into the mambo and when it ends the song like of that being out by the water because it doesn't sound like it's in a studio you know it sounds like it's outside and i was like that is so cool because it really gives like this an ode to your motherland like these are the things you experience growing up in these places. And I'm like, that is so cool. Like, I feel like I'm there just because, I mean, I haven't been to Puerto Rico, but being in Cuba, I'm like, it's also an island. And just what like the the people, the locals do. And I'm like, that is pretty cool that um, that he took me to that memory and that he did this for his people. Like, if no one else likes it, my, my people should like it. You should go to the PR. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's super accessible. You don't need a passport. It's like being a Latino America, but it's a, obviously very easy. It's part of the U.S., so you just need dollars. You know, it's actually kind of easy. The infrastructure is kind of easy. Like, it's fun. You should go. You totally go. It took me back. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Otto went because he was, he was living in Miami going to school. So I'm like, have you been? He's like, yeah, I was. He's like, it was really fun. So I'm like, I want to go. I want to go and do a vacation. But we're going to be in Miami in November for a wedding. So I don't know how the weather is to like try to take another trip like from there to the PR. But I'll have a newborn. So going to the PR from here is like su super accessible and inexpensive. I mean, you often have yeah. to stop. There's no direct flights usually, but it's never it's never like too expensive. Right now, all airlines are really expensive because the demand's really mm -hmm. high. So it's summer and everybody's making up that COVID money they lost. But usually, you can go to Puerto Rico for less than what, what it costs to go to New York, you know, less than what it costs to go to Alaska, Canada. Like it's actually a really affordable, fun, tropical. They're beautiful, incredibly beautiful beaches. They're also not like overwhelmed and overrated. Like you can go to, you can still be in the PR and go to like beautiful beaches that are like a $4 ferry ride. And Ooh, then you feel nice. like you're in Thailand because the beaches are that beautiful and it's that underdeveloped in terms of like, you're not going to see big hotels and you're not going to see lots of tourist selling like it's just beautiful like virgin like beaches so the pr is still i think we shouldn't be telling people all the secrets but it's a really good vacation spot that i think is underrated it's a little more expensive i think than other places because of the u.s dollar but it's mm -hmm. i think it's worth it because it's different than going to miami it's different than going it's definitely different than going to cuba because of cuba's infrastructure but that same flavor la gente just the vibe la musica everything is just the weather oh my god it's like beautiful but you should go like regardless of if you go when you're in miami and maybe don't take the newborn <laughs> no, no, Uber. No, she's staying here. She's going to stay here. La peluda. La peluda. Pobre. Se le va a quedar el hombre. Oye, pelitos, aquí te quedas, eh? Um, peinate. Just comb your whole fur coat out, and then we'll be back by the time you're done. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs>
Sirene, se va a llamar Sirene. Sirene. You heard it here first on the podcast. Uh -huh. She's going to have a name that is my name and Ceci's name combined. And it's, it's now legal Irene and binding because it's on the podcast. Beto has to name her that now. <laughs> you guys are so funny. I love it. <laughs> so for me, just to give everyone a random catch up, it's um, I've been dealing with getting uh, going through a, a unique experience with my pregnancy. Um, not every pregnancy is the same. This time around, I'm 40, so I'm a little older. My body's a little more tired. So I have, I started getting just gestational hypertension. So my blood pressure's been crazy. But thankfully, symptoms have, I didn't have any symptoms of hyper, of the gestational hypertension, which meant I was clear of preeclampsia. And a lot of you might be hearing all these words like, que chingados dices, que hypertension y que gestational y todo eso. Like, these are just things that you, you start learning as you have kids and all that. Preeclampsia is a, something that happens to pregnant women, not to everyone, but it's common where it starts affecting your kidneys and your liver. You get protein in your liver and your kidneys and it can affect the baby as well. So the thing is that there's a lot more damage to the mom than there is to the baby and can result in like having heart issues later, kidney problems, liver problems, all that good stuff. So usually the, the remedy for preeclampsia is taking the baby out as soon as possible. I'm at 35 weeks. So yesterday I was actually the first time that I got sent to observation at labor and delivery. And it was really scary because I've never done that. And I was sharing it with Ceci and Irene. You know, my husband was out of town. We we're going to meet up in San Diego this weekend to just hang out and, you know, make some memories with the kids and their little cousin. And I had to stay, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, what's more important is my rest, me being okay and all that stuff. But when you're facing new things, I'm just like, oh my God, like this is the worst. But it felt really good to know that I had women supporting me and people that I love and care about, you know, showing that they're like, hey, whatever you need, here are. So thank you, Ceci. Thank you, Irene, my sister, my husband, and, you know, all that stuff, because it, those are scary things, especially, you know, they always say like, well, it's your fourth pregnancy. You're used to the stuff. The thing is that you experience new things with each one. Y nunca se sabe. So that's where I'm at. So I'm going to be having this baby a lot earlier than expected. And um, which is not, a, I mean, I thought I had more time to do a lot of things. <laughs> like organize and nest and do all that. So ahorita ando en chinga, trying to figure out where I'm going to rainbow code all the stuff that my kids need and organize in 24 hours, right? Because my stress level has to stay low. So my blood pressure stays normal. <laughs> but all of that's been going on with me. And uh, I know it's the random show, but I'm like, hey, anyone out there going through anything that's unique to them, we're here for you. We'll listen to you. Um, If you don't know about a topic, we'll be happy to help you like learn about it and research into it and talk about it. Um, I mean, we're going to in be introducing our summer series, which is the first time we're doing this, which is also going to help, you know, our, our like level of Latina, keep our podcast going through the summer since I'm going to be away from the microphone and away from really being so hands on with this. But we want to make sure that we discuss cool topics. So we're going to talk about more about our summer series later on in another episode. So that if there's anything you want to discuss, you can shoot it over via direct message. Thank Irene Lia. Okay. Gracias por este podcast today, Cesarine. the random show. <laughs> Cesarine. Hey, Cesarine. Cesarine Lia. Um, we'll make up with some new names, yeah? But thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This was our June random episode. Um, we talked about everything that we could. We left food out this time around because Ceci had COVID and her taste buds aren't 100% yet. But that will be back probably by August. So, <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> yeah. So, with that, this is the end of our show for today. 
Summer has officially begun. And like I mentioned, we are kicking off our summer series. will be short episodes where we talk about one particular topic or one question and address it within a 30-minute show max to address different things, anywhere from professional growth and development to learning how to set boundaries with your family to sharing you know, how, what was, what is sex like at this point and things like that. So whatever comes to mind and you want us to discuss it, send it over. You can send us a message, a direct message at, on Instagram or on Facebook. And our handle there is at Level of Latina. You can also email us at admin at levelloflatina.com. You can go to our website also to find out everything about us and learn more about our one-on-one coaching, joining our Girl Free Squad, which is our community. I will say that over again. If you want to promote your business or product, anything like that on our show, you can find that information so we can give you a podcast shout out with Level of Latina's show. And um, you can find that on our website as well. And our website is levelloflatina.com. You get a bunch of stuff, that cool information there and some merch if you guys want to, you know, kind of show off Level of Latina merch and live a guilt-free evolution. So with that said... Se nos cuidan a todos. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the hotness that's coming with the summer. And you go be a hot, make it a hot girl summer. Maybe to make it whatever kind of summer you want. Pero vivanla lo máximo. Cheers to that. Cheers, cheers. Pero aquí con frillito. But it's all good. Aquí, aquí. <laughs> no more tangas for Ceci. <laughs> no more tangas. <laughs> chao. All right. Se cuidan. Chao, chao. chao.